BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You're listening to the Blonde Files podcast. I'm your host, Arielle Laurie. Today, I have one of my favorite people in the world, Ingrid Thompson. She is the founder and facialist at High Vibration Skincare, where I've been going for all my skin needs for the past year and a half. And if you follow me on Instagram, which most of you probably do, then you're familiar with Ingrid. I have her on my Instagram stories, and she's been on my YouTube before. If you haven't watched our YouTube video, you can go to my channel, youtube.com slash thebondfiles, and you can watch that. We talk about skin and Botox and plastic surgery and all of that good stuff. Um, I'll give you a little background about Ingrid before she introduces herself. So she began her journey into beauty and wellness in 2003 at the Beverly Hotel Spa. She worked there for five years working with affluent clientele and celebrities. And when and then in 2014, she opened her own specialized skincare practice focusing on facial rejuvenation for acne and aging. But something special about Ingrid is that she believes in the interconnectedness of truly radiant skin and a harmonious balance in our diet, stress levels, relationships, and other aspects of daily life. So she really looks at the holistic picture rather than just looking at skin. So without further ado, Ingrid Thompson. Okay, I'm here with one of my favorite people in the world. Ingrid Thompson from High Vibration Skincare. Hi. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> so Ingrid brought me some gifts and I'm going to open them on air live and I may or may not cut this out after, but I feel like some people might like this noise. This like I, yeah. ASMR. Right? Yeah. I'm like the worst um, present wrapper ever. <laughs> I'm just trying to give people this full experience with the tissue. And I have to say, while I'm doing this, um, you guys probably know you've been on my skin journey with me, and it was so bad. And now, look how beautiful! Yeah, especially being after sick. two peels, it's probably partially from the peels, mostly from the peels, and yeah. from you, and partially from being in my house, no makeup, steaming all the time, all of that. Yeah. But. Okay, so I have Crystal Alchemy, which is Ingrid's line that she's come out with. It's all natural, crystal infused, right? Right. Amazing. Detox blend. So tell me about this. Well, this one is an aura cleanser, basically. <gasps> so I figured I with all the stress that oh you've been God. having, yes, remember right? the last time that you were with me, what we were discussing? Oh, do that on. <laughs> That's actually I just sprayed over... it in my face. Okay. <laughs> over you. Oh, we're cleansing I... your aura from stress. Oh it's got um, lemongrass. Palo Santos, Clary Sage, and of course, charged with crystals and a high frequency water. Oh my God. Yeah. It smells so good. Oh, and the other thing about you know, the crystals. So when I last saw you, it was two weeks ago. You did the crystals. We did some on my ovaries, right? Yes. I had not had my period since January. I got a full-blown period for a week. Sorry, right. TMI people, but that shit works. I know. I mean, I'm obsessed with crystals and yeah. unicorns. But, yeah. You know, okay. But we know so, the crystals work. Yeah. So this detox mist is amazing. And now I can't wait for you to open this one. This should be just a new podcast, kind of just opening gifts. I love it. <laughs> no, you deserve it. You do so You're much so for sweet. everybody. Oh my God. Oh my God. Is this what I think it is? I hope you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. I think you asked for a it. Facial wand. 
Oh my god. Okay, so tell everyone about this. So I don't know the official name for it. The high know, frequency yeah, yeah, one. Yes. And everybody was really obsessed with finding out oh, about it. And I actually god. think it's a professional tool that should really be in the hands of people. The problem is you can kind of hurt yourself, so we'll have to talk yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Well you later. showed me, right? You put your finger on it before you before you put, put on it your on and your make face. sure you're yeah. never wet when you touch it. But it's oh gonna help to god. kill bacteria, it oxygenates the skin. This tightens the pores. major. Yeah. Thank you totally. so much. And I can put a link to this in the show notes because everyone's going to be like, what is they this? They want this. Yeah. And can people buy Crystal Alchemy anywhere yet? Well, right now they can buy them directly from me on okay. my website. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Woo. I'm excited. Yay. Thank you. You're Thank so you. You're so welcome. Okay. So I obviously know your story from many hours spent with you. Yeah. <laughs> but why don't you kind of give everyone an intro, a little bit about yourself and how you came to be the skincare goddess that you are. Oh, thank you. Well, from what I do present day is I base, I would consider myself a transformation specialist, really. it's I've become that over the years um, just because the people that have come to me have gone down a road where they've you know, gone on to antibiotics, seen dermatologists and all of that, and none of that has worked. And so they've come to me with these chronic skin conditions. And so I kind of help them unravel the mystery, whether it be dissecting their lifestyle or diet, but also doing topical with products and all of that. And I think most recently, the addition has been the element of energy, mm -hmm. the impact of energy and beliefs and the relationship with self in terms of how you, with skin issues. Mm -hmm. So it hasn't always been that way. I mean, it's I this will be the first time I think that I really did connect the dots of how my story came about. So, I mean, we can definitely break it up, but it started a long time ago with. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your lifestyle like before you got into all of this? Um, well, I've always I'd have to say I've always been a pretty healthy eater, but um, due to some history of trauma from my early childhood, there was definitely some patterns of abuse, like, you know, with drinking alcohol and cigarettes, just to numb the pain. I didn't know that I was necessarily doing it at the time. But of course, if you're having a healthy diet thinking, okay, well, I'm going to counteract these things with doesn't always work, you can kind of keep it at bay. I got really quite good at making sure that I wasn't rapidly aging, which might be why I'm so good at what I do. <laughs> don't, don't do that. But, you know, um, you look so young. Thank you. I mean, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. And you that. haven't had the help that I've had. <laughs> I do Botox, though. Oh, yeah. But I've done way more than that. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think you're doing it for aging. I think you just do it because you yeah. like the way it makes you look and feel. Yeah. I'm beautifying. here for the aging yeah. help. Yeah. So, so you had, so you were. You had unhealthy coping mechanisms, I we'll did. say. Okay. I sure did. Yeah. I mean, I think that it really stemmed back from, I was trying to figure out, like, what was the moment that I decided that I wanted to get into skin? Mm -hmm. And I think it was um, growing up in Hawaii. It was great, but I was made to feel extremely ugly by everyone else because I was not only totally white, but I was freckly and it just wasn't attractive to people. Hmm. And so I was the victim of, I want to say victim in that way, but recipient of a lot of ridiculing, bullying, even like physical violence because of being white. And I remember sitting on the beach one day, I think I was about eight years old, literally covered in a white mask of zinc oxide that my mom put on me. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember hearing the heckling of, you know, kids and who could blame them? I literally looked like a mime, you know, and I just remembered in that moment that it was going to be my mission to eradicate my freckles because it made me feel so unworthy. Like I felt like I was going to find my worthiness by going down this path of fixing my skin. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. So did you always, were you always um, into sun protection? Like growing up in Hawaii, were you ever like a sun worshiper or were you like the anti? No, that's a good question because my mom was really the Hitler about it like I really wanted to just be in the sun but I would burn so badly oh. that it was so painful I mean I remember falling asleep one day in the sun I had blisters on my back she protected my face but she wasn't as concerned about my arms mm -hmm. I would sunbathe as like a teenager young adult I had 15 oil on but I noticed that the parts of my body that have not had the exposure are so not damaged like my arms uh. look like I'm like 70 
See, because that's my one vice yeah. remaining. I mean, yeah, pretty much that's it. Like, I there's nothing that I love more than the feeling of like a deep suntan. <laughs> I'm really good about spray tanning, but then in the summer, sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll just get a little. And then once I get a little, I go for it. Yeah. I'm like an addict. So I'm trying not to this year, but ugh. Because there's nothing you can do. Yeah. Do you like the feeling or do you like the look of it? Both. Okay. Both. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I look 10 pounds lighter. (laughs) All clothes look better. You get like, I mean, also like the vitamin D makes you feel good. Right. But there are ways to do that without frying yourself. I know that. But you smell like cornflakes otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) The self-tanner isn't as much. But I mean, I think that if you can... What I do when I go out, because, you know, you see that I travel with my daughter. We go to Tulum and we're in the sun. Like, I'm just constantly reapplying Mm -hmm. sunscreen, being out in the sun. But I also take that um, water by osmosis that also helps with the UV protection. But load up on your omega fatty acids. Mm -hmm. And, like, even pomegranate antioxidants will help to block out the free radical damage while you're enjoying your sun. Okay, so see, how do you know all of this? So how do you get from Hawaii to... (laughs) Getting into skincare. So that was kind of what started it, right? Started was it, yeah. was having that experience. But when did you move to LA? Did you immediately go into skincare? What was that path like? So, well, to answer your question, I mean, I moved to LA in 2000 and it did not start there. Um, I actually started down the business route. I went to business school. I had a, I had a daughter at 18 after a series of horrible experiences, running running away from home, you name it. And I found myself in a situation with the the father of my daughter. It was extremely abusive as well. And, you know, at this point, I was very estranged from my mom and my family. So I kind of felt stuck. I dropped out of school. I was a straight A student before then, you know. And um, I came home from work one day because, of course, I was the only one that was working. And I come across my daughter crawling on the floor amidst beer cans and cigarettes. And it was just so heartbreaking. And I was so angry, like whipped her up and called my mom immediately. I knew in my heart that I couldn't put her through this, even though I didn't have the confidence to leave up until that point, that I just wanted to, you know, make my life better. So I moved back home and my mom allowed me to stay. And we were like, well, what do I do with my life? So I went to college. Best decision I could think of was going to get my business degree. Even though I do remember thinking that I was in interested in skincare, I just didn't think I was going to make enough money. Um, so that's why I ended up pursuing business. And um, after that, so when I graduated, oh, I should probably backtrack because I did have a, a situation when I was all cleaned up that I had this burst of acne when I was the cleanest I'd ever been. I was working out like crazy. And all of a sudden, I have cystic acne all over Hmm. my cheeks. And I just couldn't figure. I went to doctors. They gave me antibiotics. And it made it worse, actually. And so I remember, I think that's when the esthetician was actually born because I was doing potions and fingering. And I don't really know exactly what I did to make it work. But I just know that it was diet and topical, like oils, totally natural things. But I ended up going to business school, and then I was trying to find what I was good at, went into insurance, I went into advertising, investments, which was when I moved here. I got married and divorced, um, ended up here. But I was always being underutilized, objectified, and just unfulfilled. So the last place that I was at was this investment company, and I was kind of being, quote unquote, harassed, I guess you can call it, by my boss. But when it was discovered by the upper management, they they thought I was going to like blow the whistle. So they put me in a situation where I was being paid very well to be in a receptionist position while I figured out what I wanted to do. And mm. they would pay for it. Mm. <laughs> so I was like, well, with that case, I'll just like file my nails for a little while. No, <laughs> no I mean, I pretty much figured out pretty quickly that I was like, why not? I'm going to try it. And I did. I went to esthetician school and it was a dream come true. For quite a while, you know, it was just, well, I mean, I guess that's fast forwarding into the actual experience of it. But mm-hmm. um, so once I got my esthetician license, it was a bit of a path to get there because I knew, again, financially, I had to make a certain amount of money. And estheticians don't always make much money straight out of the gate, especially. Right. So I just ended up going to the La Prairie counter to get an eye cream because I felt like I was 
need as an a new esthetician i'm like i deserve to have a quality product and la Prix was what my mom used and so i was always like dipping into her supplies and so i used that and they offered me a free facial and so i was super excited about that because of course the wheel started turning like how does one do this at least a foot in the door and so it turns out the woman that helped me was leaving and it was her position that i was gonna be filling in but I went and wrote a letter to like the corporate office rather than waiting for it to be connected. And I got that job. I nailed wow. it down. And Good then, for you. All right. And then moment, <laughs> like months later, I heard through the grapevine that the Beverly Hills Hotel was opening a La Paris Ma. And I'm like, once again, write a letter to the corporate office. <laughs> I love you. I've been a biggest fan forever. And somehow as a new esthetician, I got the job. So that to me was the holy grail of all first mm -hmm. jobs as an esthetician. And how did you go from that to now, what you're doing now, which is private? I don't know the exact term for it, but I guess I'm a business owner. Yeah. 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 So practitioner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I worked at the Beverly Hills Hotel for about five years and it was amazing, you know, working on celebrities, affluent clientele. I even got promoted to go to the to open the Ritz Carlton Hotel in the Grand Cayman. Ooh. I, I wanted to go, but my daughter at the time was 13 and she mm -hmm. was not for it. So I was like, you know, and the pay wasn't promising much so I was like no I don't want to take that risk but I should also mention when I first got this job I was seeing a man who again was an abusive relationship and I was parting it was actually my first real experience with drugs myself and I went down a deep dark hole and so I was actually showing up to work being very um what is it called when you're like functional at least yeah. you think you are <laughs> <laughs> and inside just like having all of these things so I was numbing my pain, showing up to work, being this esthetician. But, and I enjoyed what I did, but after a certain amount of time, I was starting to become bored with drubbing people's faces because I really wanted to make a change. And I wasn't, I wasn't seeing any of these people again. They, I wasn't really building that client. So I started to call them sick a lot and really goof off on the job. And uh, so they ended up firing me, this dream job that I lost. I think that that was the moment that was my wake up call. I mean, and obviously there's a whole windy road associated with that, but in a nutshell, that's was my wake up call. And I'm having to get three jobs to make not even close to what I was making there. So I decided to cash in my 401k to buy spa equipment, which then I inserted into my living room. <laughs> and for at least two years, probably my mom and like one other person was my client base wow. or my private <laughs> And then I ended up finding a room that was very reasonable at this holistic wellness center on Barham. It was in Burbank and it was like a home, but it was like three stories. My room was about 450 square feet and started seeing clients there, was working at a spa in LA um, that was, I think that was in about 2014. It suddenly closed its doors. I had been there for about five years. And so I just figured at that point it was like time to either find another job or actually do this for real. So I thought that everybody would follow me. You know, I'm like, this is it. It's fine. And they did it first, but then slowly but surely they started to trickle away. And I realized I was kind of left with half the base. I had no, like I wasn't going out to get my clients mm -hmm. like I do now, you know, right. and I don't really advertise, but it's like, I'm more proactive. Yeah. So I had to make a decision. Um, I was, literally three weeks would go by without a client and I was like I had rent to pay so I made a decision put all my stuff in storage and move into my facial room which not everyone knows so it's a little like I've had a lot of not shame but like pride around that and I know a lot of my clients actually know the truth about that but it was like I was embarrassed but really I should be proud that I had the drive to keep going and yeah literally had an Asian futon that I would carry myself about wow. 100 pounds up a flight of stairs every single night and wow. lay it out for two and a half years wow so that i could build my client base i started a blog i started my i built my own website and then i moved to the place that you met me at mm -hmm. and yeah i mean i think that the only last component of how that, that all contributes to what i do now is when everything was great healthier healthiest i'd ever been getting a lot of energy work dealing with my pain in very healthy ways I wake up one day and my face is like five times the size mm. of it is rash from head to toe. Oh my God. And I just had no idea what was going on with me. And so through going down to different like holistic pra 
practitioners, it was a combination of kind of like an ascension. I didn't know what that meant, and we can get into that later, but just like lowering, getting rid of all those lower vibrations that I have accumulated over time because mm-hmm. I was ready to let that go, but also had path, you know, pathogens. I had parasites. I had vi- all those kind of things actually live in a very parasitic environment anyways. So mm-hmm. that's when I learned how important that that connection between self and all those experiences that were underlying the surface, when it was time to release, it all came up through my skin. And as someone who is an esthetician, I help people, you can imagine what kind of shame and fear I felt seeing that happen to myself. But I think that was the most empowering moment ever is like, I really was like, you know what, Rash, I'm going to kick your ass. Like, I know what to do. And I'm going to bring out all the big guns. And actually worked with the rash I realized I learned so much about skin and health through that experience really even though I studied and became a health coach way before that it was just like it became real Mm -hmm. so anyway that is a very long-winded so interesting though and that's such an amazing lesson in perseverance right yeah (laughs) I mean I had no idea that's I mean that's that's a moment where a lot of people probably would have thrown in the towel yeah and and you didn't and Um, so something that I love about you is you're a proponent of like healthy skin starting within. And like you were just talking about, it's wellness and health isn't just, isn't just diet and it's not just skin and it's not just exercise, it's energy and spirituality, right? And there's so many different pillars. So what, what do you think are the pillars of good health? Good health. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like you mentioned, or just have a healthy body. Yeah. Well, I like the fact that you started with the energy thing. I definitely feel it starts with a, a good relationship with yourself, self-love. I mean, I guess we can start there because a lot of times when you are experiencing health issues or skin issues, there's a separation between self, you know, and so you're, um, you're not helping the immune system heal itself by being in a separate headspace than your skin or, or sending it negative thoughts or being angry at it or being fearful or disgust, you know, disgusted with yourself or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. I think that that is the first pillar of health is just that strong relationship with self. Hmm. But putting that aside, of course, we've got um, the diet aspect, but I think that allowing our finding a way to help the body retain hydration is super key in so many different not only in your body, but in your skin, because you want to be able to reduce inflammation or keep that inflammation at bay, but also um, controlling free radical damage and to give your body the raw materials that it needs in order to replenish its cells, to optimize the function, to build more collagen. And I think lastly, circulation is super important because, and that includes energy, right? Because you always want to be kind of this vessel that allows nutrients in and toxins out. So yeah. So do you, can somebody have can somebody have an unhealthy body but have good skin? Yeah, unfortunately, really, oh God, we hate those people <laughs> so much. I knew when someone when I was going to esthetician school, the girl that I would party with, uh-huh. she literally looked like Snow White. Okay, <laughs> like she was twenty seven years old and uh. she was drinking soda, smoking cigarettes, doing coke a lot, and her skin was insane. But you know what? At 29, she got arthritis, oh. rheumatoid arthritis, and you know, got gained all this weight. And literally, I, I don't even know what happened to her now. But so it can manifest in different ways. Mm-hmm. I almost would rather have it show up on my skin because at least you know that yeah. something is happening. Yeah. Yeah. For me, like I know the first, the most telltale sign of anything amiss in my body is it shows up on my skin. Yeah. And bloating, kind of, but mostly on my skin, whether it's hormonal or in my gut or more recently, like we were talking about this energy and maybe trauma. Um, It all finds a way to get out eventually, and it's usually via my face. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it is the largest detox organ of the body. Yeah. So I just think that some people are a lot more more reactive. It is I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. It's always been that way. You'll know it. It's funny though that you say that about that girl because when I think back to like when I was partying 
and drinking and doing tons of drugs and smoking a pack a day and never drinking water and <laughs> eating sh like shit and not sleeping. And when I was sleeping, sleeping in a full face of makeup, my skin was great. <laughs> really? Yeah. But then when I got Holy. sober, I was like, oh, huh. like it, right? it all caught up to me. And I was like, holy shit, I looked like. I don't know. I was gonna say forty, but I mean, but I was in my but I was in my mid twenties, you know. So right. I was of very course. alarming. I was like, oh my god. But forty can look different. Like I don't yeah. take offense to that because Me, right. Yeah. I think sometimes forty can look worse than no. 20 can look worse oh, yeah, than 40 for sometimes. Sure, for sure. Know? Yeah. I looked um maybe 40 wasn't the right word. I I just looked haggard. Yeah. Haggard. You're like probably very dehydrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so how much would you say the gut and hormones and other functions of the body affect the skin? 100%? Uh, I would say 99.9%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because sometimes it could be a topical thing, uh, infection or something. But I'd say most of the time you can link it back to the gut mm -hmm. and liver and hormones. So if somebody comes to see you, what is the first place that you look? Or what is if somebody's coming in with, skin issues yeah well we sit down and we talk and i kind of just get a history of you know their journey they'll usually tell me like if they've been on a bunch of antibiotics and i i really like to hear what their diet is that to me mm -hmm. is kind of and sometimes it's hard because they're like well i've been doing everything and you know i don't need i don't drink dairy do dairy or gluten or all these things and i'm like okay but what were you doing before this mm -hmm. so a lot of times it's like the childhood i want to hear what you were raised on so i can see because these things in the gut take time to manifest they're not necessarily like if i eat gluten now i'm allergic like it will show up pretty fast mm -hmm. but over time these things it's almost like a little bit each day so we need to find out what they were doing prior to that and of course lifestyle i don't like to pry too much i mean if you're going to offer the information but we all know what's bad for i mean intuit intuitively we all know what we should and shouldn't be doing mm -hmm. but as far as diet that's a different story but right. take a look at that um and of course when i see their skin i don't know it's usually an intuitive feeling that i can get like if there's lots of inflammation or is there a lot of clogging is there a lipid barrier? You know, there's like this little red rash that's there, like all these little components, like I start to kind of put together what I'm thinking, like, is it in a pathogen infection? Is it leaky gut possibly? So I feel like it is really a lot about what I'm seeing, but also what they're telling me that they're eating, but also what are they using on their skin, which is probably the most simple thing to use. I mean to change because mm -hmm. a lot of times when people are having problems they're off buying a whole bunch of stuff and just fyi i hate to say this but um sephora employees are not skin specialists <laughs> i just need to say that right now oh my gosh Be and just don't waste yeah. your money going yeah. down that rabbit hole you know but yeah. i mean if especially if you're having a really serious situation i would just you know, spend your money on getting like a holistic practitioner to help you. It's so true. And it's so hard because there are so many, I mean, we're bombarded now, right? With all these different products. There's so many all promising to do this and that. And then mm -hmm. you have influencers and other people, you know, saying that it worked for them and it did this and that. And I mean, I definitely have been persuaded before we and i think have. when i came to you i mean i have every product I know that you, you know in the land in my bathroom and mm -hmm. it's, it's not enough still no <laughs> no and uh, i know yeah it's me. just you know people say that they can't afford it and it's the same thing with like um you know i ran into this with my gut issues too like i would buy so many different supplements and different foods and do this and that and um really yeah okay it's an investment having a professional kind of take the reins for you but then you're also not wasting all that money yeah so exactly. it's more cost effective i think to just give it to the the right. pro and you can ask friends or you know look for reviews or just find someone who's dealing with it holistically and you tell them what your budget is they can mm -hmm. give you a basic plan right you know so so what what are the basics that everybody should be doing for their skin? Well, I feel we need to be cleansing, of course. I do believe in toners and 
toners are not necessarily necessary twice a day. I also don't even know that cleansing is necessary twice a day. In fact, someone can over cleanse. Um, I feel like my skin has gotten a lot better since I stopped cleansing in the morning. Right. You exactly. told me that I didn't have to. And I was like, oh, mm -hmm. now I just tone and use my serums. Right. What are you toning with in the morning? Hydropeptide. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like we kind of need to be putting nutrients on in the morning. Mm -hmm. And then so in the morning, you want to be loading up on your antioxidants. That's a really good time for that. Um, peptides, your sun protection. Okay. So what are antioxidants and peptides? Antioxidants. Um, I mean, I think layman's terms. There's here. so many different ones, but the basic ones are the vitamins A, C, and E. Okay, those are the basic ones. Um, CoQ10 is also a good one, but um, those are my kind of go-to. There's so many different ones you can access online, or not online, but in stores. And but I feel like if we just stick to the basics, we don't go off into the weeds, you know, because mm -hmm. there are a lot of trends too with ingredients. And I think if you just get the core ones. Peptides are the building blocks, amino acids that actually give the raw materials for the collagen production, but they also signal cells on what to do. So there could be all kinds of different peptides that help to reduce inflammation, um, hydrate the skin, kill bacteria. So peptides are really in a, a great ingredient to incorporate. Um, hydration, I feel like everybody should be doing their best to assist your skin in retaining the moisture. Um, and that's with humectants normally will help you kind of bind to water. And that's like glycerin, hyaluronic acid. Um, oils are great. They're emollients and they actually help to repair the cell membrane, but that also helps you retain the moisture. Mm -hmm. So anything with like oils and them is really good for that. Even for people with oily skin? Yep. Okay. Yeah. I think it's just depending on which, what type of, um, skin you have or different kinds of oils that mm -hmm. you would be using. Um, and then something to kind of seal in the moisture. I think hyaluronic, for someone with oily skin, I think obviously less is more sometimes with that until you really get to know the ingredients well. But just a humectant is always great. But something to kind of seal in the moisture, like um, ceramides and shea butter is really good. But of course, your sunscreen and eye cream. People always ask me, do I need an eye cream? I'm like, you do the ingredients are a bit different you know than for the face but mm -hmm. i mean worst case scenario you can definitely bring that moisturizer up to the eyes if you need to save money but mm -hmm. so basically that's that and then at night that's when i feel like you can are you okay do you need a oh, no <laughs> i feel bad that i'm making her work when she's sick no this doesn't work this is fun for me okay good okay good um so at night, we're going to be doing like acids, like actives, alpha hydroxy acids, whatever it is to kind of speed up that cell renewal. But it would, I wouldn't want to wear that during the day just to avoid any kind of sun sensitivity. Mm -hmm. So I think that's when you kind of incorporate the toners that have like the alpha hydroxy acid pads or whatever, um, but even serums. Um, and then vitamin A is great. The one that I recommend to like you and my clients is um, the fat soluble form, which can be worn morning or night, but I would say the retinols should just be worn at night. Like the osmosis? That one can be worn twice a day. Okay. But the ones like you find in a lot of ingredients, um, like the SkinCeuticals one, for example, oh. that's mm -hmm. like a straight up retinol. Mm -hmm. um, and I saw one of the questions that we had on the comment was a woman wanting to know about the Retin-A, for example. Mm -hmm. That is definitely something you want to be wearing at night because it will make you sun sensitive. What is your position on like a Retin-A versus like a uh, like a vitamin A? Personally, I I don't like Retin-A, yeah. and it's because it makes everyone so sensitive that mm -hmm. they can't really be consistent with it. And I believe that it actually kind of starts to thin the dermis, um, but. I just feel it's a little too harsh. It makes people redden. So then it sensitizes them to do any other treatments. Mm -hmm. So there's a better way. And it's that osmosis vitamin A. Isn't it? Ah, I love it. It is like hands down my favorite product. I know. Mm -hmm. Me too. And that's why I've almost so gotten good. rid of, I love all my lines, but I feel like I don't even need to carry in any other vitamin A's at this point because it's just, it's for everybody. Yeah. It is so good. Yeah. Oh my God. So what are things that, people should not be doing for their skin that they might be doing? Um, I think overwashing, like mm -hmm. we talked about. Um, 
unless you're super oily, I guess you um you wouldn't want to cleanse twice a day. Also, don't go working out with dirty skin. You know, <laughs> or, or with makeup on? With makeup on. Also, I feel like if you're working out, it's better to cleanse your face before you go and work out than wash it after. Like I'd rather have you just rinse your face after you work out, but going to the gym with like even just with all the creams that you had on all night could cause a problem. Hmm. Um and I do find a lot of my clients that um, work out heavily or personal trainers have skin problems. Mm -hmm. So um, sometimes, not always, but it can be part of it. Um, and then what else would they not be doing? Sleeping in makeup. <laughs> yes, that is horrible. <laughs> that is I think somebody asked that. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> no, I had this. Yeah, it absolutely is one of the worst things that you can do mm -hmm. for yourself because you're <sighs> clogged pores. So. And so dehydrating, right? Mm -hmm. Like I know that at least when I used to sleep in my makeup, it would wake, it would be cracked when I woke up and my skin would just, really, yeah, oh. probably the products that I was using, but yeah, I mean, and then of course, just like all the, if you're out and about all the, but you want to get rid of all that environmental toxin. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you're waking up and it's like, oh, mm -hmm. no. Anything else? Uh, off the top of my head, I can't think of, I think, oh, scrubbing. To scrub or not to oh. scrub, not to scrub. <laughs> Does I, that go for brushes too? Like exfoliating brushes and yeah, maybe because I used to be into the Clarisonic mm -hmm. until my face started to feel synthetic, hmm. and I'm like, wow. And I think it might cause micro tears. I'm not saying it's not for everybody, mm -hmm. but I think that maybe just slow down on that because we want to preserve the lipid barrier, and I think that when you keep scrubbing away, it's stripping away that oil, but also irritating. Can we talk about Skin. the lipid barrier for a second? Sure. Because you are all about it. <laughs> I and do. I, when I first started working with you, and I still sometimes I'm like, what? I don't know what that is. So why don't you explain it for everybody? Well, the lipid barrier is basically the outer surface of the skin, otherwise known as the stratum corneum. <laughs> I love it. And I know a technical term. I want to say it. <laughs> no. Um, but basically, it's comprised of like proteins, water, and oil, and it is the protective barrier for our skin that kind of keeps water in or the hydration in but also pathogens out but and it is kind of a waterproof barrier so it's super important into the health of our skin obviously because of the hydration and also keeping the pathogens out so when you're over scrubbing and taking it away then you're exposed to the environment and then the hydration is actually leaving your skin much faster than it needs to because trans epidermal water loss that process does actually happen naturally, but we can actually do things that make it happen a lot slower if we are careful about nourishing this layer of skin. So how does one nourish that? Um, like just how you were saying before with the vitamins in the morning and the antioxidants and all yeah, of that? Yeah, like the humectants are really great. I think it's like that three-step process for the hydration is like the humectants, the oils, and then the... Um, occlusive but also like staying away from harsh surfactants i don't know what any of these words mean so what's just a cleanser what's occlusive occlusive is like that it's a hydrating barrier it's like in moisturizers it's usually okay. going to seal in the moisture okay so i think that just making sure that we're boosting our skin's ability to retain moisture is super key and mm -hmm. having a healthy epidermal layer but also that's what gives the glow right yeah it's the glow yeah you can always tell. I mean, that's when I see. And if you ever get like that reddish or almost your skin almost appears dry and tight and thin, that's when that lipid barrier. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people have been asking me about like the dermaplaning. And you yeah, I asked you about that the other day. I just don't know how <laughs> I feel about that because I feel, I mean, if you had a lot of dead skin buildup, I could yeah. say, or like hair on the face. I'm right. Like, okay. But what about for people that are just doing it as like, I feel like you might be scraping off the mm -hmm. lipid barrier. Mm -hmm. Are you thinking of doing it? Are you with someone asking? I've seen it around a lot. Again, it's like people are like, this is so amazing. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Um, I don't love the idea of it because I feel like, first of all, if you do it once, then do you have to keep doing it? Like I did it once. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I did feel like I had hair, like, yeah, like whiskers after. Yeah, see, like, I don't okay, no. I'm not, no. I feel like peach fuzz is there like as a protectant, right? Yeah. Or something. I don't know. Right. And I don't think we need to make it worse. But I mean, if you had a bunch of hair, it might be a good solution. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. I feel mm -hmm. like it might not be protecting your lipid barrier. Mm -hmm. So. Okay. 
So with so many products on the market, are there any ingredients to look for? Like, I guess I'll break it down. So like for acne, is there like an ingredient that people should be looking for in their products? Yeah, I mean, I think that personally my go-to is salicylic acid. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love it because it kind of helps with that um, buildup of dead skin cells and it kind of goes into the pores, kind of dissolves the debris in there, but also helps with um, any type of um, inflammation in the skin. But you're usually going to find a combination of like maybe a glycolic and a lactic, but mm -hmm. salicylic first. I think tea tree is really nice. I mean, just oil? Tea tree oil, but you have to be careful because applying it directly on the skin can be um, aggressive. But I think that that would be a nice addition to a product to look for. But you also want to look for anti-inflammatories in general. And, you know, Arnica, Chamomile, Arbutin, stuff like that um, is really key for that. What about for pigmentation? That's a huge one. Yeah. Um, so pigmentation. I think that vitamin C is really a great one for pigmentation. I we talked about this in our in our YouTube video. I'm definitely not a proponent of using um, hydroquinone for pigmentation too much. I mean, maybe if you don't have melasma, you can play with it as a one-time treatment, but not as a daily. Um, just because it will make you sun sensitive. I think the key here is using things that are going to help to fade, but to block that pigmentation from happening. Mm -hmm. But loading up on antioxidants, you cannot go wrong. Okay. And also something, omega fatty acids, taking that internally is going to really help your body um, assimilate the UV rays in a different way. It's going to protect you. So I think that loading up on the omega-3s is like, like a fish, fish oil. Yeah, mm -hmm. fish and, you know, n not so much on nuts just because it does contain the omega-6s, but mm -hmm. um, there's a bunch of different food sources that you can get omega-3 from, you know, um, the algaes and even just like vegetables. But um, as far as other, like pumpkin, mushroom extract are really good. Mm. Um Azelaic acid is also really good. Licorice root, kojic acid. Those are really good ingredients for pigmentation. And vitamin A. I mean, who, how could I forget? Yeah. <laughs> the big one. Just buy that. Just buy osmosis vitamin yes. A, everybody. Right. It's just buy it. Life changing. Okay. What about for like fine lines? We know that there are some lines that just need the old talks. <laughs> I know. I but know. what about like fine lines? You know, actually, I feel like with the fine lines for me, I don't really use Botox for that. I use Botox for the 11s. Mm -hmm. Like, those are the lines. I do feel like we can, like, the silk pill for me is mm -hmm. amazing. What about, I, like, ni microneedling? Microneedling's great mm -hmm. for um, fine lines, but I feel like if we, antioxidants once again, um, but keeping the skin super hydrating, you know, collagen supplements, mm -hmm. anything that's going to help to stimulate that collagen repair, even... Um, Silica is super good for that, um, taking it internally and applying it on your skin. Peptides are really good. Stem cells, um, growth factors. Another product by Osmosis. <laughs> we love really it. Really good one, Stem Hydropept Factor. Hydropeptide, too, has a pretty good oh, power serum. Okay. Thank you on that oh, one, too. Yeah. Oh, I need more of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, microneedling is really great for fine lines, wrinkles, except for maybe the expression lines. It will soften, but as soon as you start making it again without the talks, mm -hmm. it's hard to keep it at bay. But I love microneedling for that because it does kind of just like remodel the skin and also helps with pores and plumping. I love I, it. I should but be doing that pill? soon. Yeah, we need to. Once you're all fixed yeah. there. So if somebody is having issues with breaking out, some of these treatments are probably not appropriate, right? Like microneedling can sometimes yeah. kind of aggravate it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I definitely think that it, you need to wait until your skin is clear because if your pores are clogged, and to think about this little needle going in and out, not only spreading bacteria, but just really agitating those pores. So the best way to do it, the, the um, microneedling that I do isn't the dragging device. It's a stamping mechanism that actually minimizes any type of tearing or anything. And it's actually really, it's a lot less problematic for mm -hmm. those kind of skin conditions. But I would say if you do just have clogged pores, take your do your facial first and then right after you would do your microneedling. 
But a lot of times I know people are going to like dermatologists and stuff and getting microneedling because they want to take care of their scarring, but they still have clogged pores and they're getting the treatments done and they're exasperating the situation. I feel terrible. I'm like, why aren't they being told this? It really makes me angry. I think it's just a money. It must be a money yeah. thing. Like, oh, they just want to have the service. And there are like these trendy facials now that you see like all over Instagram. Like certain doctors have them, and mm-hmm. they're just kind of like a one-off thing. And yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't want the people to keep <laughs> coming back. Yeah. No, it it's reminds so me of what you were saying. Like you, you want to see people more than once. Like when you were working in a spa, you would see them once, and that was yeah. it. Right. Um, the relationship you yeah. want to be on the journey like I want to be on my clients journeys but see I think you're different in that way I don't think yeah. everybody wants that oh <laughs> they're like one and done. yeah they yeah. can charge like hundreds and hundreds of dollars and then the person posts about it and then they get more people coming in and yeah. yeah yeah so if somebody is having an issue with their skin what would you say is the first thing they should do um so I think that <clears throat> Rather than going out and spending a bunch of money, excuse me. Uh oh. Ariel's getting me sick, guys. <laughs> she got bronchitis. <laughs> she gave it to me. Mm-mm. Mike, you're next. <laughs> um, don't go out and buy a bunch of things immediately. Mm-hmm. I think the easiest thing for you to do, they're all free, really. Just maybe do a food diary. I mean, is this someone like all of a sudden their skin freaked out or just yeah, even, okay. just somebody? Yeah, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> well, we'll pretend that's whoever the they want you to be. Bring just start keeping a food diary for at least a week, breaking down everything that you're eating during the day and how you're feeling. Maybe are, are you getting bloated? Do you feel brain fog after? Um, I think that maybe starting to drink more water would be helpful. But also, I think getting a holistic practitioner involved at this point would be helpful. But as far as I wouldn't necessarily go straight to a bunch of products, though, I think the the best thing to do is take a look at the diet and then also take a look at anything in your environment that might be dirty, like clean your brushes, Mm -hmm. your cell phones, change your pillowcase often, you know, kind of look at things like that. And also... um, Try to eliminate any chemicals in the environment. If you feel like there is something big happening, you know, some of the contaminants are water bottles, you know, maybe get an air purifier, things like that. They're that maybe creating a sluggish liver because you always maybe want to look, get it in a colonic actually could help mm-hmm. as well. Speaking of liver, but I think that there's just a lot of things that you can do internally to help, you know, keep that situation from getting out of hand while you're looking for a skin professional to help you just i think that if it's something that's a big deal you would you kind of don't want to take it into your own hands you just like you can spend so much money (laughs) down that road you know and then just that person can at least subscribe or prescribe some um products for you and then deal with it yourself if you don't want to keep going back but yeah yeah i mean i know like in my experience kind of going back to what I was saying before, like when I was, I think right before I came to you, I mean, I would spend, you can, anybody can go to Sephora, right? And be like, okay, I'm going to get this cleanser and toner and this whatever, you know, get all these products that are promised to do certain things and you walk out and it's three, four, $500 later. Yeah. Whereas you can go to someone like you spend a third of that. Mm -hmm. You can take a look at their skin figure out exactly what you think is going on at least and give them some good direction and start there yeah and it's yeah I mean I understand why people think that it's like too expensive or a luxury um but I think everybody can do it if they just kind of like pare down because you're going to spend that money on the products exactly anyway that's what (laughs) I was thinking yeah and that's why if you just don't you spend that 150 or 200 dollars that you would spend at Sephora and just get a facial Mm -hmm. but do your research first and make sure that person is you know look at their before and afters make sure that you know they have good reviews and they actually do deal with Mm -hmm. whatever skin condition that you're dealing with rather than just going to say sorry Burke Williams (laughs) (laughs) sorry Burke Williams (laughs) I don't think they're listening so it's okay (laughs) actually that was one of the first jobs I was considering but you know they wanted four weeks non-paid training wow and i was like 
who can do that see your business degree did come in hand in yeah. handy come yeah. in hand handy yeah. i don't even know how to speak anymore <laughs> well, you're doing great thanks thank you so if you were only allowed one product what would it be we know what it would be hands down don't we osmosis yeah really the okay. vitamin a only yeah. because i feel that even though it's not a necessarily a feel-good product luxury product it is by far the one that's going to give me the best mileage on what it is for because it's good for like the aging keeps the oil balance you know it's going to help with inflammation help with dna repair and all of that so and that, it just makes your even when you just put it on it makes your skin so glowy dewy and yeah. glowy yes, yeah dewy. okay so we have a lot of listener questions i'm going to go through here and just we probably covered a lot of these, but um, how many serums can you layer for day and night and still be effective? Um, okay, so <laughs> I layer, okay, I cocktail. This is what I've learned to do. Uh -huh. I cocktail them, saves time, and honestly, there might be a little buffering action that happens, but I do probably five serums at one time because a lot of my serums are specialized. Mm -hmm. You know, I find that when they have too many ingredients, they're not going to be as effective as if it was just like one specific targeting ingredient. So I have like literally five that I'll cocktail together, apply that on. And um, I would say, I don't really know if there's a number, but I imagine at a certain point, it's a little so, too much for your skin to handle. Right. But I think maybe five, can you try to keep it at five? Okay. That's kind of high, <laughs> but <laughs> that's what I do. And I, I'm not falling apart just yet. No, no, you look amazing. Thank you. Um, this is kind of on that same line. Are there skin product combinations that people use together, but maybe they shouldn't? So maybe people shouldn't be cocktailing these? Uh, oh, that is a really good question. Um, hmm. I have to think about that for a second. Um, actually, I recently, <laughs> actually, I recently heard, shout out Mary O'Malley. She told me <laughs> a tip that you're not supposed to mix oil and sunscreen together. Apparently, oh. it breaks down the, you know, the SPF factor. Mm -hmm. So, okay, that's good to know. And if I think of anything else while we're going, this one's easy. Any go-to brand names or is it too individual to each person's skin? Well, I think that there's, I'm not going to say that the lines that I carry are like the only lines that are amazing because there's tons, but it, the ones that I've chosen are hand selected because I've seen results mm -hmm. and they work. And hydropeptide, osmosis, PCA, and even NV Medical, um, they work. So those are the ones that I do recommend. But of course, it's hard for me to recommend a product unless I'm actually seeing you. I mean, I actually do Skype now. I'll see their skin that way, but I can make recommendations. But I, I like, I think that those lines are really good. But I've heard of so many other ones that work for others. So, someone asked, um, "What's your take on Biologique?" I like you want to love them so yeah. much. In fact, I when I was was first an esthetician, I was buying all those little vials and stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm like, it's like a thousand dollars for yeah. like. <laughs> I spent a fucking but, ridiculous. Yeah amount of money on their stuff in new york oh i bet you know and i still like it but yeah. it just i was going through something at the time i think with my skin that was unrelated to what i was doing topically and i think yeah it was just was maybe not helping like, yeah yeah i mean i think it's a good brand i do and i had this mask but i can't remember what it's called it's like made from goat something rather Vivant? maybe it smelt god awful, awful. yeah it's like not like liver oh, okay yeah. yeast yeah maybe that's what it was but i was like I think it was good, but I just couldn't yeah. bring myself to put it on my skin, you know. I got the um, placenta. And Ooh, did I tell you this? No. I actually loved it. But it's funny because, I mean, all of their products, they don't put any kind of like perfumes or anything in like that. So they're very like stripped down. It's just the ingredients, the active ingredients or whatever. And the placenta came with a warning on the packaging that said like, warning, this product smells like its active ingredients which is placenta Ugh, that's god awful <laughs> yeah and i was just like i can't i can't get into bed next to my husband like 
smelling no. like a placenta face. Unless you're single, <laughs> then you can smell like whatever you want. Yeah, like I am. Yeah. He I doesn't do. really. He has like no sense of smell actually. So perfect. <laughs> it was more me. I like just couldn't. Sticky? I just couldn't deal with it. Oh my god, that's hysterical. Okay. Um. Oh, I want to actually. I thought of something about that first question. Mm-hmm. That isn't so. You know, when you're using a vitamin A, say like a Retin A or Retinol, you want to be careful about pairing it with acids. They can actually be very powerful together, but I think that sometimes it can be super sensitizing to combine those products unless you've already been doing it. So yeah, so that would be, and okay. just anything active, combining them together could create sensitivity. So that was the thought that was coming. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. The wheels are turning. The wheels are turning and How burning. Can... <laughs> Smoke <It's> coming out. <laughs> How can someone tell if their skin is dry versus dehydrated? Is there a difference? Yeah, uh, the skin dry kind of has this almost like dry skin look on the surface, almost mm-hmm. like a chapped look, where dehydration dehydration kind of looks like open pores, okay. lack of luster, dull. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Flaky is dry. Right. Right. I feel like dehydration is like shriveled also. Yeah, think of prune. <laughs> yeah. Um, best cleanser for, for oily skin. How can I get more collagen? Okay. Those are those are two separate very questions. Yeah. Disjointed. Yeah. Okay. So best cleanser for oily skin. Um, I think a salicylic would be really nice. Anything with the actually lactic um glycolic acids are really nice. Um let's see. PC does have a benzoyl peroxide cleanser that I is mixed that with the niacinamide, mm-hmm. which actually makes it really more gentle. I know that there's a lot of talk about that benzoyl not being good, but I have not had any problems with people using that, like sensitizing. It's a great um, cleanser for an oily skin person. And second part of that, to get more collagen. Well, that topically and supplementally. Supplementally, I'm like losing it over here. No, but you're doing so good. I so appreciate. I'm like, well, all of a sudden, I'm like lighting up because I just love talking about you're skin. You're natural I guess. at this. Thanks. You I are. just really love talking about skin and products. I guess. Um. So internally, you just want to make sure that you are, you know, taking things that are going to give yourself the raw materials that are needed. But even just taking collagen supplements, like I said, the silica vitamin C, niacinamide, zinc. You want to be make, getting your minerals, very important. Um, omega fatty acids are super important. All of those are to contribute to the collagen production. And topically, I think growth factors are amazing at the stem cell production, but mm-hmm. vitamin C and, oh, sulfur is also a really great ingredient for somebody with acne, by the way, that Ooh, often. Interesting. Uh-huh. Um, MSM is also good for collagen building as well. Um, yeah. What is your favorite vitamin C product, especially for acne scars or hyperpigmentation? I think the one that I've, okay. The C and D. The C and D? C and E. C and E. I was gonna say C and D, but also Osmosis has one, it's called Catalyst, that's really great. Not so much maybe for acne, but Probably the PCA C and E for um, the pigmentation acne because it's not as hydrating. Mm-hmm. Any recommendations for keratosis polaris? Um, that one probably salicylic acid. What what is this? That's like those little bumps. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. That happen on the arms, particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be good. It's a lot of dead skin buildup. You may even try dandruff shampoo Hmm. could work interesting what do you recommend to treat underlying congestion hydrate (laughs) underlying congestion Mm -hmm. so that's kind of tied into i think blackheads Mm -hmm. in a way where it's it's kind of a tricky situation i mean obviously you probably want to get extractions professional extractions but take a look at any type of inflammation and mucus that's building up in your body are you eating a lot of mucusy promoting foods you know So try to go on an anti-inflammatory diet, avoiding, you know, heavy meats and red meats and maybe a lot of nuts and eggs and dairy, things that are going to create mucus. But also, do you have a lot of allergies? That would be my other question, because a lot of times when people have a lot of allergies, there's that histamine reaction that's happening that is 
creating a lot of inflammation and again mucus so if you're getting a lot of clogged pores i do believe that there is a connection between that build up in the body the mucus okay. build up but um topically um you know the acids once again vitamin a we're going back to the same like for me i know it feels like it's repetitive but i really do feel that there are a lot of just like main few key ingredients that you can just stick they're like staples mm -hmm. and then all the other ones are just like oh green tea and, and all these other things are really important but if you just stick to the key ingredients then keeping it simple sometimes is is nice is best what i'm getting this one a lot so hold on i just lost it um what do you recommend for redness well so what kind of redness i guess i mean there's when i see redness i I mean, depending on the type, but I would say generally it's the lipid barrier that's mm -hmm. been impaired. Um, so we need to be thinking about anti-inflammatories first, if that's like the main issue. So, you know, Arnica, we've got Allantoin, which is amazing for reducing inflammation, um, Comfrey, um, Chamomile. I love essential oils, um, lavender even. Um, frankincense is great for reducing redness but um let's see vitamin c could also be very helpful but i think that also just trying to repair that lipid barrier backing off on any like acids maybe at that time mm -hmm. just kind of take a look and see if that's going to help maybe you're overdoing it with the exfoliants that mm -hmm. could be part of it um, but if you are, if your lipid barrier is impaired, then you're probably getting irritated from the environment, which is exasperating that situation. Okay. Let's do one more. How often should we be getting peels or facials with active acne? I like to put people on a two week protocol. It's like my boot camp style, just because if you, if you do have acne, you'll find that after two weeks, the pores are starting to fill up again. So we kind of really want to stay on top of that cell cycle. Um, a full cell cycle is about 45 days for a normal per person. You want to get a transformation. You really want to stay ahead of that process. Mm -hmm. So I would say every two weeks would be great. Yeah. Amazing. I feel like I should have like a, a <laughs> closing out question. I know. Well, I wanted to actually say something oh. then as a follow-up. Okay. Well, I forgot to address stress. Just like, oh, yeah. you know, I think that one of the first things to do and the, one of the most important things to do is to kind of take a look at the stress levels in your life and if you can get adequate sleep and you know just utilizing modalities that are free to tap into to help to relieve your stress that would probably be very helpful with your skincare regime walking out in nature walking on grass barefoot barefoot yes <laughs> simple free <laughs> you know tapping yeah. you know meditation really getting there because i feel that a lot of our aging and acne problems start from within anyways and it's not just about the diet and lifestyle it's about all that those stress hormones mm -hmm. they're being released so i had an opportunity to say that and i'm it's, happy no but it's so huge and it affects us in so many different ways mm -hmm. and i'm so glad that you brought that up because Thank it can you. really wreak havoc on our bodies mm -hmm. and our skin and everything and yeah sleep too sleep is so important i'm on like three hours right oh. now and i feel like my skin is like that girly i was up all night i was like so... not because of this right well partially well, i woke up at 1 30 in the morning oh. hot oh, what's it called h-a-f <laughs> you can <Right>. swear <laughs> hot ass punk. and i was like sweating profusely and so when i'm such oh, a God. light sleeper i went i got turned the ac on which i hate i do not like sleeping and then i couldn't go back to bed because i'm thinking about skin <laughs> what am i gonna say if this situation pops <laughs> i am such a weirdo because i'm a perfectionist i just really yeah. want to deliver you know quality and be you know but the thing is you're so passionate and you're so knowledgeable you. and so it just flows out of you I feel Aww. like I remember when we did our video which if you guys haven't watched our YouTube video I think it's my first YouTube I ever posted actually so Aww. go back there um you were nervous right yes, I was nervous I was like oh I just hate being in front of a camera um mm, and you were such a natural so are you thank you well thank you for having me this has been so I wonderful. feel like you need your own show oh <laughs>
<laughs> Only if we do it together. Okay. But... <laughs> I love it. Oh, I love you, you, Ariel. So Thank much. you. I love you too. Thank you for coming on. I'm sure I'll have you back because I'm I'm sure I'm going to get so many more questions after this. Aww, but... Well, it was really great. And thank you, anyone who has been listening. Where can people find you? So they can find me at High Vibration Skincare. I'm on Instagram, High Vibration Skincare. <laughs> and you can email me at Ingrid at guess what? High Vibration Skincare. <laughs> okay, wait. I need to say something because your newsletters have been going to my spam oh. this whole time. Aww. And I just noticed and I've been reading them and they are like so jam-packed with information Thank i don't know how you. much how you have the time to do that i mean you're such a good writer and they're just so informative is there Thank a way you. that people can sign up to yeah. get those go to my website okay good yeah i don't know if it was up. only like a client thing no or, not okay. at all anyone could sign up for it i'd be i would love it Thank you just you. did one about blackheads and i was yeah. like wow this Aww. is like i learned so Thank much you. yeah oh all right so everyone go check her out and if you live in la I highly recommend, highly, Aww. high vibration. Get it? Pun yeah. intended. Go see her. It's life-changing. Thank All you, right. love. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Okay. Bye. Bye.